hey everybody so welcome to our end of year special that's late <laughs> actually <laughs> in the, the new end year. of year special yeah uh, in the new new year so maybe this year we'll have two end of year specials in it <laughs> yeah for real oh my god i'm so annoyed that that happened so yeah a, a quick story of what occurred so Blake was coming to Tennessee to visit his family. I guess you did visit your family. Um, but oh, yeah, I did. The plan was that Blake and I were going to be recording an actual live episode for the end of year special together with each other in the same room. Uh, and it was going to be fantastic. But what ended up happening was that there was a tornado warning in the place that we were going to be meeting halfway between Memphis and Nashville. Um, and because of that, we were like, well, I guess we're getting tornadoed out of hanging out together. So that was some bullshit. And I don't, I don't remember the last time I saw you in person. Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen you since my wedding, but I could not tell you when that was. Yeah. I mean, and I guess my wedding was right before lockdowns. I mean, it was November of 2019 lockdowns were just under six months after that like maybe that really is the last time we saw each other in person i mean in person yeah it's just it's madness. yeah and then we did not record together when we saw each other so it's been even longer since we have made a recording of an episode together in the same room yeah i was really excited and very disappointed in the weather yeah it was some bullshit um yeah Well, and then I was traveling, so I only got back, what's today, Wednesday? I only got back uh, into town on Sunday, so I didn't have any of my recording stuff with us, so not only did us missing that recording opportunity mean that we couldn't record in person, but it meant that we couldn't record until I got back into town. Yeah, (laughs) it was some awful bullshit. Uh, it sucked. But in the meantime, y'all got a special gift. If you haven't listened to that yet, uh, listen to uh, the sweet-ass Ling from Shing Rap that uh, Rashad yeah. put out. Um, the I cackle every time I get to the very end, and he's like, Sound Wizard away! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah, it it was awesome. Uh, wasn't that, was that done by Booty Stank? Yeah, it was written by him and Rashad. And then Rashad performed vo- it. Vocals as well as doing the beat for it. Okay. It is so cool. Uh, it's really good. And also, the like, it's a great way to stay in shape joke. <laughs> yeah. I love that that like, stupid Family Guy bit has become like a recurring thing on our show. No, I guess no. we haven't done it in a while because I'm sort of aware of it. But like... <laughs> It happened a lot. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's we've been doing this podcast for five years now. It sounds like uh, from the notes. yeah, we started in July, so I think it's four and a half if you're counting from the beginning. But this is this is our fifth year now. Yeah, it's, so it's been a minute. Um, uh, I don't sure know. Has. I don't know what else to talk about this year other than it's been a it's been a whole nother year of mostly being inside and uh, yeah the sort of going outside briefly and then them being like nope there's more things out there to kill you (laughs) yeah 
Um, the cons have started opening up. Uh, if you're interested in those, uh, there's a bunch of different ones that have started opening up. Uh, we have so far been invited back to two of the cons that we have been interested in. Uh, it remains to see if we're going to be able to go to those this year. Uh, just, uh, you know, be waiting with bated breath, I guess. Um, yeah, bait, bait those breaths. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, a sincere, sincere apology to everybody who has been waiting for new Patreon episodes. (laughs) I swear to God, God. we are incredibly behind because of so many things as well as like, you know, child happening. (laughs) Right. And, and that was a big thing, but I think we were already behind on Patreon because, okay. So for you, you had kind of a big year personally. Oh yeah. Um, I, I didn't so much. My big thing in the last half of the year has been that like with vaccines and stuff and, you know, sort of society writ large, having a better understanding on how to handle, um, trying not to get COVID, um, and having some more protections in the form of vaccines and things like that. You know, we were able to do a lot more this year than we have done. Um, so like with, with 2020, I, I didn't do a lot. And I stayed at home a lot. And uh, with 2021, I was able to do much, much more because of because of those things. And so the, the big things for me were sort of like personal artistic things. Like I started taking a dance class and, uh, and I got back into theater. And I've been lucky enough to, to get cast in things pretty consistently since um since i got back into theater so i had a a directing job in july and right after that i went into a musical which then immediately went into a murder mystery and then i had about a month off and now i've been cast in a uh, comedy so i'm working in the theater again that was my big thing for the year and other than that like you know it was just sort of like trying to figure out especially the beginning of the year was just like an extension of the lockdowns from 2020 because the vaccines weren't there yet Uh i got fully vaccinated in april and so you know it, it was just little things um but for me the rehearsals for some of these shows made my schedule a little more restrictive than it had been and then spencer with all of the work that you have been doing the actual work of like having a job or two yeah (laughs) and having a second kid on top of your first kid who's still pretty young yeah our schedule has been really difficult and so like yeah with the patreon thing specifically we're like okay we will try to find time during the week to record three episodes one for the monday pod one for the friday pod and one for the patreon and every fucking week for like months now on the day that we have set aside to do our third one we have something come up and we're not (laughs) able to get to it and i i have been so tempted to be like well we have to do the patreon episode earlier in the week then but then the problem becomes if we miss that episode, then we're off on our regularly scheduled programming, which I, I would argue is a little bit of a bigger deal. So, yeah, this I think personally my year has been a good one for getting back into stuff that I really care about and that's been really like gratifying for me. But for the podcast, it has been really difficult to find time to do it. And honestly, like the tornado stopping us from recording the end of the year special was a real cherry on top metaphor <laughs> for how this year has gone for us trying to schedule shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. That was that was possibly the most ridiculous way for uh, us to be able to be like, well, we can't record this week. Why? <laughs> uh, you know, act of God. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like we uh I was I was cooking lunch before we started recording this episode right now and uh and I I knew that we were going to start doing this uh, relatively soon afterward and I looked out like the snow's starting to fall and it's blowing and I'm like there's a winter storm coming here so you know cross your fingers we get through this one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Man. Um, okay, it have it, just in case you've you are listening because I, I think this was a good year for listeners. Uh, e- even though Spencer and I struggle to put out content sometimes, I think this was a good year for like our listenership and for building that listenership. Yeah, and, uh, a, a lot of people like to do what I like to do and listen from the beginning and not miss anything. And a lot of people are not like that, and they'll just pick it up where they where they started, and maybe they'll go back, and maybe they won't. So potentially, this is your first end of the year special. Um. You probably noticed it's not exactly like our regular episodes, um, but we're going to be trying to look back at the year of 2021. We're going to give you a rundown of all of the shows that we covered in 2021, including the content that was covered in 2021. So like the first show we'll talk about is Hunter x Hunter. We will not cover the entirety of Hunter x Hunter. We will just cover the parts that we talked about this year. Um, and so we'll basically, we'll sort of do a, a previously on for every show, but for all the thing, all the big things that happened in, in those shows this year. Um, then we've got some like different fun segments where we talk about like favorite little bits from the year. Uh, we have a ranking that is, uh, something we try to update periodically. And, um, and then we'll, we'll, uh, we've had, I don't know. We have some like ridiculous awards at the end, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that's all the things. All right. Well, you want to do previously ons? Yeah. Tell us what happened previously on. Uh, what's what's our first show of the year? It's Hunter X Hunter was the very first episode, including uh, including Friday pod coverage of the year, um, and it was the end of Hunter X Hunter. We were already in the middle of the relatively short final arc of hunter x hunter i think we only cover i think we only had like one or two hunter x hunter episodes of ours this year so probably like six to eight episodes total um of coverage so uh you might remember we had killua the charming little assassin boy bringing his creepy sibling (laughs) i don't remember if it's a sister or a brother um aluka to the hospital where gon our protagonist who has burned himself out being real mad uh is sitting there being deeply injured and comatose and uh killua's sibling aluka has a special power where they can grant wishes and those wishes come at a big cost essentially it's sort of the equivalent exchange thing from Full Metal Alchemists, where you know whatever your wish is, some somewhere there will be consequences that are relatively equivalent to the the sort of like cost of that wish, unless that wish is to heal things, in which case there's no payment, um, which is a nice little loophole. Killua has has gone through a lot of bullshit because nobody knows that loophole. And uh, he wants to keep it that way. And uh, so he brings Alika to heal Gon. Gon turns back into his regular old upbeat self. 
which is nice because he hasn't been that for a minute. And then he goes and meets his father, Jing. Uh, Jing, you might remember, was an absentee father who decided to pursue his career instead of his fatherhood, his career being being a hunter. And that's why Gon decided to be a hunter too. And this is the first time they've met in the entire series. Uh, and uh, Jing is like, all right, cool. Uh, it's nice to meet you. Um, I'm going to go away <laughs> to this big tree called the world tree and i'm gonna get to the top of it it's really difficult to get to the top of it and so i'm gonna wait there for like a little while and if you show up then we can have a conversation if you don't then we won't and um uh so gone goes to the world tree and uh he goes with Killua, and uh they have been the most charming of friends this whole time and then when they get to the tree they decide to part ways for the first time since they met and it's very sad because their friendship is precious and uh then gone goes up the tree by himself and uh he he gets those up and he meets his dad and they have a proper conversation where gone tells him all the nonsense they've gone through to get here and uh then the show basically fades out on a sunset and it's really nice yeah and and uh you know we finally made it yeah we made it um and then the next show that we have is Kill a Kill. Um we watched did we watch all of Kill a Kill this year? Uh uh no, it looks like we were in the mid we were about halfway. Okay. So uh Kill a Kill started out with uh with, you know, a bunch of people that are hanging out inside of a school and you know it's gonna be normal school things. Psych! It's not at all. Instead, it's a horrible death battle with people with uh, super-powered alien life-form clothes that are also, you know, very sexualized and also at the same time making a big statement about how people uh, put on clothes and how let they let clothes control them. This show's fantastic. Um, but, it's so uh, good. They're going to get into a fight with the Elite Four um, and then Lady Satsuki, and then after that there's a... Uh, entire team up that happens afterwards with the Elite Four and Lady Satsuki to fight against Lady Satsuki's mom and her evil organization of aliens. And it ends up with a giant space battle where our main character uh, finds the the will to destroy Lady Satsuki's mom, uh, who is actually her mom as well, because in an additional twist, uh, Lady Satsuki and her are actually sisters. Their mother is this terrible person, and she's made of life fibers. And so uh, that's, uh, that that show is is weird to discuss with other people if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Um. So uh, what I, I suspect that if you are, up? yeah, if you are one of the listeners who does not listen to us covering every show and just listens to your favorite, I think we have a lot of those on the Naruto crowd. So mm. if you are if you're a Naruto only listener who is listening to this episode and has not seen or listened to us talk about kill a kill. Probably none of that made any fucking sense, but it's <laughs> a really good show. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's just basically what kill a kill is. If you haven't watched it, it won't make a lot of fucking sense to you. Um, new to speech, new to speech, new to speech. But uh, if you, <laughs> if you want to get in on it, you absolutely should. Um, speaking of get into it, you absolutely should. Uh, can you talk about our next show that has been happening literally for five years now? <laughs> yep. Naruto Shippuden. Uh, 
with Hunter x Hunter coming to an end, Naruto Shippuden is the only show that remains from our original four. Uh, I guess some people might might argue that technically Hunter x Hunter lasted longer because Naruto and Naruto Shippuden are two different shows. But uh, as I try to point out every time we cover Naruto Shippuden, they just added the word Shippuden to the anime to disambiguate when the time skip happens. If you read the manga, there is no such thing as Naruto Shippuden. It's just Naruto the whole time. And uh, and so, you know, I consider them the same series, even though I guess technically they're two different things. But yeah, I'm saying this is our longest running. It is running uh, through today. We are still watching Naruto. Uh, it's finally decided to get a little bit better again. Uh, thank God. So uh, <laughs> what we picked up <laughs> in the beginning of, uh, or sorry, we picked up this year in the middle of the, uh, the middle of the end of the first arc of Naruto Shippuden. So Naruto was on a mission to rescue his friend Gara from an evil organization known as the Akatsuki who had attacked his, uh, Gara's village and captured him. Uh, they wanted to capture him so that they could extract the giant tailed beast demon locked inside of Gara's body out of his body with the unfortunate consequence that this would kill Gara in the process. Naruto was not chill with this. And so he and several of his teammates went to go stop it. Uh, currently the team is split such that Naruto and Kakashi are fighting alongside one another. Kakashi being Naruto's original teacher when he was first starting out as a ninja. Uh, the two of them fight against uh, an Akatsuki member named Deidara, who uh, Spencer does not like and who makes explodey bombs with his hands. His hand um, mouths. His hand mouths. <laughs> So Kakashi, uh, he has one eye that's a Sharingan eye, which is a special jutsu that you're only supposed to have if you are born into that family. Kakashi was not born into that family, but he got the eye somehow. And uh, he reveals in this that there is a sort of like second power stage of the Sharingan called the Mangekyo Sharingan that he has been able to unlock. Um, and uh, he is apparently able to kill Deidara, although I don't. I don't know if we've actually found this out in uh, Naruto just yet, but we're going to find it out real soon. Deidara is not dead. Um, anyway, Deidara is defeated, and uh, they return to their other teammates, Sakura and Chiyo. Uh, Chiyo uh, has... or The two of them have re recovered Gara's body. Or actually, I guess Naruto and Kakashi recover Gara's body. Um, Gara has already been killed because the Akatsuki has already removed the beast from inside of him. But Chio has a special plot-relevant jutsu that allows her to switch her, the fact that she's alive with somebody who has recently died so that they become alive and she becomes dead. Uh, she does that thing. It's very sad, but we get Gara back, so it's kind of okay. Um, then Naruto, Sakura, and uh, Kakashi return to the Leaf Village where they're from. Naruto and Sakura get teamed up with some new characters. One guy is named Yamato. He replaces Kakashi as the team leader. And then there is a mysterious boy named Sai who is really uh, socially awkward because he was trained from a very early age to be a sort of secret agent ninja. And so he's he's really bad at interpersonal relationships and he doesn't doesn't really understand any of it. Um, Naruto is all about interpersonal relationships, so they clash a lot. And there's a lot of uh, conflict and distrust 
between Naruto, Sakura, and Sai as they make their way to a uh, a bridge meeting where one of the Akatsuki members that they fought and defeated is supposed to meet a mysterious person on the bridge. Um, this person, I believe, is an informant uh, on Orochimaru's organization, and Orochimaru is a big bad villain who has attacked the uh, hometown of Naruto several times in the past, and who also enticed successfully their original teammate Sasuke to join him in order to become stronger. And Naruto's whole driving force is to get Sasuke back. So they go to this bridge. They discover that the informant is Kabuto, which is uh, Orochimaru's right-hand man. Kabuto reveals that he is uh, double-crossing them and that Orochimaru knows all about this. Orochimaru begins to fight. Naruto loses his shit and goes into what's called the Fox Cloak, which is where the fox demon trapped inside of his body takes over, and Naruto goes into sort of a berserker rage. Uh, In fact, he goes more Fox Cloak than we've ever seen him. Uh, In the past, when we've seen him go Fox Cloak, he sort of gets like a tailed fox chakra form around his human body. In this, the chakra form sort of takes over, so he looks like in a sort of like semi-humanoid energy fox and it's very cool and they have a nice fight um orochimaru and kabuto are able to escape after naruto accidentally injures sakura and comes to his senses um once they sort of regroup they find their way to orochimaru's hideout and they finally get reunited with sasuke in a scene that you will have already seen if you're watching the anime because they put it at the beginning of the show for some reason Uh, But here, it takes longer. Um, They finally meet back up with Sasuke, and they are super pumped. And then Sasuke is not pumped and reveals that he's pretty chill with just offing them right then and there. Uh, Orochimaru dissuades him from doing that, and then Sasuke leaves with Orochimaru and Kabuto. Uh, Naruto, Sakura, they're very bummed out. They go back home. Then two Akatsuki members show up called Hidan and Kakuzu. They start making their way through uh, sort of nearby to where the the Leaf Village is. Um, And uh, they come in conflict with another character named Asuma, who is similar to Kakashi. He was one of the teachers in kind of Kakashi's generation, um, as opposed to being like one of the, the kids from Naruto's generation. They get into a fight, and because Hidan and Kakuzu has strange abilities that make them seemingly immortal, they are able to defeat and actually kill Asuma. Uh, This is very, very sad. Um, Shikamaru, which is Asuma's uh, student, uh, along with Ino and Choji, uh, devise a pretty cool plan to turn the the, uh, immortality of these Akatsuki members against them. And uh, along with a a sort of healthy assist from Kakashi and Naruto sporting a brand new jutsu, they are able to defeat and kill Kakuzu and defeat and leave functionally removed forever Hidan. Because Hidan is actually immortal. You cannot kill him, but they, uh, you know, they chop him up and put him in a big hole. So um, anyway, meanwhile, Sasuke... The time has come for Orochimaru to take over Sasuke's body. He tries to do it, but uh, Sasuke overpowers him and leaves Orochimaru presumably dead. Uh, Sasuke goes off on his own to various hideouts of Orochimaru's to find strong people in those hideouts to make his own four-man team. 
And uh, then at the very end of the year, we covered a brief flashback story in which we see a young Kagashi. Uh, he was originally paired up with a young um, Sharingan user, so one of uh, one of Sasuke's relatives. Um, that Sharingan user was unfortunately uh, killed in action, but before dying, uh, he gives Kakashi one of his eyes, and that's how Kakashi got his Sharingan eye. And uh, and and then uh, we'll pick back up with all that stuff pretty soon. All right. Hey so, Spencer, do you want to talk about your favorite? Yeah. Uh, so uh, now we're going to talk about Bleach. Bleach is great. It's this a great show. For all show. you non-patrons out there to figure out what we talked about this year. Yeah. Um, here's the thing about Bleach uh, that I had forgotten about, um, but picking it back up, uh, I. I had watched Bleach originally when I was much younger and just getting into a lot of anime, specifically watching anime on the computer and finding it online in a, in a way that I was like, oh, this is so fantastic. So I picked up the manga after I picked up the anime and the anime so far has been good, but not to a point where I was just like, it's better than the manga version of it. However, yeah. I will say, as we continue to watch Bleach, there is so much nostalgia built into so many different things, and I had not had as much nostalgia and awesome, cool moments as we had this year with what we had done previously, because we hadn't gotten to Soul Society again yet, until this year. Yeah. This year, we got back into Soul Society, and we got to Captain Fights, and I was just like, this is what I was fucking missing. This is what I wanted from the show again when we started picking it up. And I had forgotten how much time and fluff is injected to the beginning of the show um, before they get. to Yeah, Soul you always Society. forget that Bleach starts off as a monster fight anime instead of a fight fight anime. Yeah. And the more it gets into the battle between the captains and the, the Gote 13 and um, and Ichigo and his friends, then you get more into it. So what happened this year that we have covered so far is that there are a uh, fuck ton of fights that are happening inside of Soul Society because Rukia is being taken for execution. And uh, the reason why is because she transferred her powers over to Ichigo. That's a thing that you're not supposed to do. And because of that, she's been sentenced to death. Her brother is just like, nah, do it. And so they're like, okay. Um, so they're gonna they're gonna put her to death with this big giant spear that's only really supposed to be used to kill captains. But what the fuck ever? Secretly I guess. a bird. Yeah. Um, and so what uh, what happens is that Ichigo and his friends are going to jump over to Soul Society. They are going to get uh, exponentially stronger really fast, and then ble- uh, bleach. Then Ichigo is gonna get uh, Bleachigo. is gonna get even more exponentially stronger, <laughs> a lot faster. Um, and we also start seeing our first round of bunkai's, which is the secondary state. I guess it's the third state because there's the basic state, then there's the secondary right. state, and then there's the third state, which is bunkai. And when you get yeah, to I that, guess regular regular sword is uh, technically a state. Yeah. Um, and sort of. they are going to start big giant fights. Uh, the big ones that we have seen this year so far has been Ichigo versus Kimpachi. Uh, we've also gotten Ichigo versus Bakiga. Um, we've also gotten, um, fuck, I, I can never remember names off the top of my head. 
Um, uh, well, Mr. he has Mr. his Arrows. rematch against Renji. Yeah, there's also Mr. Arrows Mr. Ar- Big Baby. It's on the notes. Just look at the notes. <laughs> I put the names I, here. I refuse to look. Um, or he is going to fight against Sir Kurosuchi. Um, let's call them Mr. Arrows versus Big Baby Man. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's, it's really starting to get good. There is a massive, massive twist. Um, putting everything on its head coming very soon. Um, and... Yeah, in our next episode, if we ever fucking get to <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, if you're interested in that, you should become a patron. Um, I'm going to be switching up some patron stuff pretty soon. Um, so, if, if you're interested in that, uh, if you're interested in getting in on the bottom floor of it, um, those will be coming this year. Uh, uh, I will hopefully be uh, in a, a new location pretty soon, which is going to be exciting. Ooh, is um, that still going? Yeah, we are crossing our fingers. If it goes, it's going to make life so much simpler and easier to Th- record. Things are looking up, though. Make things, uh, hopefully. So um, if, that, okay. if that happens, it'll make things easier. If not, uh, we we will still be trying to put out these, you know, at our leisure. <laughs> we'll do um, what we anyways, can. Uh, stick with us, I... uh, because Blake has more shit to talk about. Can I also say to you that uh, I'm a little disappointed in us that the episode where the Sokyoku turns into a phoenix that we didn't make, we put a bird on it jokes. So, um, yeah, I apologize to everybody for put, missing that uh, obvious bird on it. Put a bird on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we watched a lot of Yu Yu Hakusho uh, this year. Um, we were in the middle of the dark tournament. I think we were pretty close to the end of it. Uh, lots, lots and lots and lots and lots of fights in the dark tournament. Um, I definitely did not cover all of them, uh, in this recap, but, uh, I do remember that, uh, the dark tournament is a, a series of single elimination round fights against, uh, or between five man teams. And so you have your main character, Yusuke Yurameshi, you have his uh, number one frenemy, Kuwabara, and their two demon friends, Hiei and Karama. And then uh, there's just the four of them. And so they had to they had to get a, f- a fifth person. And there's a person who shows up. And uh, it seems like it's a woman. <laughs> Although everybody seems like convinced that it's a dude. Uh, but uh, she seems clearly like a woman. And you see that she is dressed in the exact clothes that Genkai always wears. And she has some like hair that looks like it's exactly the same as Genkai's hair, but she has a, a mask over her face, so you can only see her eyes and a little bit of her hair. And so everybody thinks it's some dude whose whose identity they can't figure out. And then eventually, it's revealed that it is actually Genkai after all. Even though that reveal is a bit of a trick because Genkai does something where she makes herself look younger at first for uh, no apparent reason. And um, and uh, yeah, so not Genkai turns out to be Genkai all along in a shocking twist that shocked no one and wasn't really a twist. Uh, then in a more interesting turn of events, Genkai is like, hey, I'm going to take all the power that I've built up over a long time and I'm going to put it in your body, Yusuke. Uh, and it's going to suck real hard, but you'll probably survive it. And if you do, then you'll be really, really stronger than you are now. And if you don't, then you'll be dead. Um, and so uh, she does that. And uh, it hurts Yusuke for like a while, uh, causes some challenges in their, I think, penultimate round because they are a man down and they have to figure out how to do that. Or actually two man down, right? It's just it's just Hiei, Kurama, and Kuwabara, I believe, in the, la- in the second to last round. Um, and so there's a whole thing there, and that's fun. Uh, then they, uh, they, they manage to make it to the finals. Uh, Yusuke manages to absorb the power. 
Um, Genkai gets killed in between the, the second to last round and the last round. Uh, she is killed by Togoro, who's kind of the big bad of all this, uh, because, uh, I don't know, they used to have sexual feelings towards each other, and now they have a grudge. Uh, so he kills her, and uh, then they get into the finals, and they're fighting off against Togoro's team. And there are some good fights that lead up to the inevitable conflict between Yusuke and Togoro, um, which is going pretty well. It's actually one of the things I thought was so impressive about this is that it's more of a back and forth than I expected. Togoro has been such an overpowering force with a sort of like definitely going to curb stomp you sensibility that I was expecting a little bit more of that than what we got. And what we really got was that Yusuke was holding his own, but didn't seem like he was going to be able to like tip the scales toward victory. And then um, uh, Togoro pretends to kill Kuwabara. Uh, I think he intends to kill Kuwabara and thinks that he's killed Kuwabara, but somehow there's a fake out here. I don't remember how it goes because I don't think I don't think it completely worked for me, but uh, either way, Yusuke believes that Togoro has killed Kuwabara and uh, goes full-on apeshit, unleashing his power because apparently he's like subconsciously holding back because he sees Togoro as a person and uh, now that Togoro has done this terrible thing, Yusuke is able to unleash all of his power. This allows him to kill Togoro. Togoro is super happy about this because he always wanted to find somebody who would give him a good fight. And he didn't really care if he won that fight or not. And uh, so even though he doesn't and it cost him his life, he's like, dope, this is what I wanted. Uh, the stadium that the whole dark tournament takes place in gets destroyed also because uh, the dude who is backing Togoro's team is a guy named Sakyo. And Sakyo's like, nah, if we had won, I was going to do my big plan. Uh, and since we didn't win, I'm going to I'm going to make it so that my plan can't happen. Uh, and uh, for some reason, my plan has all of its implements here in the basement of the stadium. So I'm going to explode the entire stadium and that's going to solve that. Uh, and also you have like 10 minutes to get out of it or you get exploded, too. And so there's a, a big a big rush to the exit and Sakio takes himself out with his his implements. Uh, and everybody heads home and then we discover oh also genkai's alive now again because you get a wish as, after you win the dark tournament and they want her to be alive again and then kuwabara is alive also because he was pretending to be dead and i don't know how that one worked uh, anyway they go home and then they discover that there are new people that are out there with powers that work a little bit differently instead of being on the sort of sliding scale of strong fighty boy now they are facing off against uh, psychic individuals who are able to create a territory around them in which they set various rules. And so you might be able to punch them out, but they might have rules against punching. And so now the fights are taking place with sort of different rules and restrictions and things that are making, making them a little spicier and more interesting than just some more sort of power escalation. Um, and uh, they discover that there's this dude um who used to be a uh spirit detective which is what yusuke is now uh and he became disaffected with the human race after seeing something called the black tape uh, or i think it's called chapter black uh which is basically a highlight re reel of all of humanity's atrocities 
And so he was like, ah, it turns out humans are terrible. I'm going to kill all of them. And I'm going to do it by enacting the plan that Sakio blew himself up to stop, which is by making a big portal between the human world and the demon world that will allow, allow big, strong demons to come through. Ones that are even bigger and even stronger than Togoro by like a, a measure of degrees. And so this will be very bad and will probably be so bad that the human or that the heroes will not be able to stop it. And so they want to try and stop it. And they are in the middle of working towards that uh, where we left off. Uh, Kuwabara got kidnapped because his sword can uh, his horn can pierce the sky. And um, he got kidnapped by the baddies because they want to uh to steal his power and use it to open the portal and uh yusuke's on his way to make that not a thing that happens and we're in the middle of all that and that's that's that and then uh we also watched some full metal alchemist brotherhood this year didn't we dude we started full metal alchemist brotherhood this year it looks like um yeah so here's made it more than halfway through i think question mark here's the thing about this fantastic show uh it is jam fucking packed with everything good inside of every every fucking episode i don't think that there has been a miss of an episode yet uh i don't think there is a miss of an episode one recap episode that was weird yeah but that's that's probably also the the only one that's going to be you know kind of considered to be a miss but Every episode is just GM fucking packed with greatness. Yeah. I don't have any, uh, I don't have, this is an aside. I don't have any tattoos, um, but I, Pete has a couple of tattoos, my husband. And uh, I am interested in sort of like what a tattoo would look like. So we got some, um, some adult temporary tattoos from Inkbox. And one of the ones that he got me for Christmas was uh, the, Full Metal Alchemist symbol that's on Ed's jacket, so I'm really excited. I'm gonna put that on my body soon. Yeah. All right. So anyway, here's what happened in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. If you have never seen the show before or the original Full Metal Alchemist, uh, we are in a world that has a magic system that is called alchemy. Uh, this magic system, basically, if you draw a circle in a specific way and then you put your hands on said circle and try to uh, I guess imagine what the alchemical mixture needs to be uh, of whatever of you're touching. Uh, it it will cr- use energy from the world in order to make that go together. Um, I'm sure that you have to know more sciences or something in order to get this to happen. Or I don't know. Maybe they're yeah. Saying you do science by way of magic. Yeah. Um, but this is the world that they're in. So these two brothers decide that they are going to bring back their mother from the dead, which is not something that you're supposed to do because one of the big no-nos of alchemy is that you are not supposed to transmute living tissue. Uh, and you're really not supposed to try to create something that was dead back to life. And, uh, so when they bring back their mother, it comes with a couple of things. First, the mother doesn't actually come back. Instead, she is a horrible, horrible monster thing that is just like basically screaming, kill me as soon as it comes back to life. Um, And uh, a couple of other things happen. One, one of the brothers, Alphonse, is going to be completely fucking sucked up and ripped away from this plane. The other is that uh, Ed, in order to make sure that Alphonse's soul can still be bound to the realm that he is inside of, has to give up his arm and his leg in order to bind his soul to a suit of armor that he finds inside of the room. And because of this, 
uh, uh, Ed is going to have a uh, auto male arm and leg, which is like a robotic arm and leg. So he's effectively a cyborg. And uh, then you have Alphonse, who is inside of a big giant suit of armor. And because of that, when they become alchemists, uh, I guess Ed is the only one that becomes an alchemist. But um, when he becomes an alchemist, I mean, Al they, does alchemy. Yeah. So they call them the full metal alchemist. And uh, so that's that's where the name of the show comes from. Um, so much shit has happened this year. Uh, basically the entire show, uh, they thwart a big plan. Then they get into another, uh, mix up with some weird monster people that are called the homunculi. And, uh, there's a big giant plot and that is happening inside of their government in order to take over their government from the inside that a lot of the generals are cahoots on. Um, there's also uh, a whole bunch of different characters that you're going to get introduced to. There is one of the saddest scenes literally in anime history that happens inside of Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, where a father is going to, uh, oh man, it's just brutal. Um, he is going to yeah. kill his daughter and his dog in order to create a speaking chimera in order to uh, continue his chase for uh, staying a state alchemist and getting to chase his dream. It's just, you know, as a parent now, it's like really, really gut-wrenching to yeah, it's just like, it how now. could you do that to it's a dog? You know? Oh, God, you son of a bitch. Anyways, <laughs> um, the other thing that, I mean, there's lots of other things that happen this year. There's there's literally a moment where they go inside somebody's stomach in order to fight in a gigantic plane that's full of blood and also things with a giant lizard monster that has a bunch of little heads on top of it. Uh, with I mean, who guy, hasn't done that in 2021? Yeah, with a guy that fights with a sword and also has this sweet, sweet rap that's written about him. Um, so there's, <laughs> there's lots of things that happen in full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. If you are not caught up with us, that is a brief breakdown, but there is so, so, so much more. Um, every episode that we do of that ends up going over time. And if you're interested, listen to our coverage, Blake, tell it's us so what good. happened in Mob Watch Cycle 100. Show. Uh, there's a guy named Mob. He's in middle school. He is probably depressed. Uh, but also, I don't know, he's in middle school. So, like, it's it's hard to tell which of this is clinical depression and which of this is being a teenager at the start of puberty. But he feels very listless and doesn't know what to do with himself. Uh, one upside is that he is an insanely powerful psychic. And uh, one downside is that he is very trusting and gullible. Uh, so there's a man named Reagan who is um, a snake oil salesman who pretends that he is sort of like a spiritualist that's able to um, exercise spirits and stuff like that. He uh, convinces Mob that he is on the up and up. And so Mob works for him doing various odd jobs for basically no pay. Uh, Mob being an actual powerful psychic usually will, you know, in missions where it turns out that there really are spirits involved, he will be pulled in to fight and dispel that spirit. Uh, and uh, Reagan pretends like he has psychic powers, but that it's part of Mob's training to use his powers instead. And uh, it's it's charming, even though I guess Reagan's technically a bad guy, but he's just so damn likable. And uh, I, I don't, you know, I guess Mob's not being harmed too deeply by all of this uh mostly it has been a, an episode of the week kind of show 
there it's a little bit like cowboy bebop where there's like the through line is more of a characterization thing rather than a plot thing uh where we left off it, we are kind of in the middle of more plot than we have been uh previously and we're actually pretty close to the end of the first season of this one which is uh mob's brother has been very jealous because even though he is i believe he's the older brother isn't he or is mob older i don't remember mob is going to be the older brother okay so he's he's really jealous because mob has psychic powers even though the younger brother is much better at everything else. Like he's more personable. He is a little bit more together. He gets better grades. He is more generally liked at school, et cetera, et cetera, all that stuff. He's got everything going for him except psychic powers. Whereas mob is kind of the opposite. He has very little going for him except psychic powers. And, uh, and so the, the brother gets really jealous and wants to develop psychic powers. And then stroke of luck actually does develop psychic powers, um, but because of his involvement in a sort of like secret think tank that was trying to help young kids develop psychic powers, uh, they are attacked by a very, very strong adult psychic who in a first for the series up to this point actually beats Mob and is able to steal his brother away. Uh, Mob now is determined to get the brother back. Meanwhile, the brother is being taken with several of the other kids from this um turn you into a psychic institute uh and they are being taken to a shady location by this organization which apparently kidnaps kids with psychic potential and then sort of like raises them in a semi-brainwashy way to turn them into psychic assassins and uh it also turns out that they probably meant to kidnap mob and mistook his brother for him which is not the first time that's happened in this series and uh you know it was the brother that was involved in the organization anyway, and they were kind of mistaken on who he was from the get-go. So it's all a big mix-up, and it seems like uh, it seems like it's probably going to lead us into the end of the series. Uh, it's a good one. It's a it's a visual treat, so it's definitely one of those where uh, you know it's worth watching because just telling the story doesn't do justice to a lot of its finer points. Uh, but it's it's been real good and. Uh, I'm excited to uh, to finish it off and then probably keep going with the subsequent seasons. Yeah, um, and we. Have... I threw this one on here because technically it's a series that we watched. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, these next ones we're just gonna kind of uh, we're just gonna kind of bullet through just because they're not. Yeah, these are more like the special. Yeah, yeah. These are our specials rather than our regular coverage. So uh, one of the things that we watched was "Thus Spoke Kashibi Rohan." Uh, this was going to be done in collaboration with David from Shonen Flops. Um, it is a, um, or it might just be Shonen Flop. Um, I don't know. Uh, I can't remember. Anyways, uh, they with or without the, I don't know. He's in our Discord, isn't he? Uh, maybe. Know. I think Let so. us know. Anyways, um, somebody so, from Shonen Flop is in there. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, thus spoke Kashibi Rohan is a whole bunch of different stories that are told by a character from the JoJo universe. Um, this is the thing about the JoJo universe. It is very weird. It is, in fact, bizarre. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, oh my god. Anyways, uh, so one of the things that's happening inside of this universe is that uh, there are weird monsters that are the form of. Uh, I guess they're not monsters. They're like X. They're they're like additional parts of your soul that are outside of your soul called stands. Uh, we we deal with them yeah, a lot like, inside of this. They're like 
familiars almost. Yeah. Um, and, uh, there's a whole bunch of different stories that are not connected to the main story and they're, uh, written by this guy who's, I guess, a, a writer, a manga artist. Or, or he's guess, like an author stand-in, really. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, he's telling you a whole bunch of stories that are loosely attached to the JoJo universe that are basically just like fanfic additional pieces of JoJo's that you can watch. Um, it was pretty good. Um, I, I don't know yeah. if I like Jojo any more because of it, but I definitely can't like Jojo any less because of it. Um, so <laughs> sure can't. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> what else do we do? This we year, also, Blake? we had a very cool interview with, um, some of the My Hero Academia voice actors. Um, that was specifically Justin Brenner, Clifford Chapin and Anaris Quinones. Um, they, uh, were specifically talking to us this time about voicing My Hero Academia from the perspective of voicing season five. I know Anaris in particular, uh, was more new to the series because her character only has like three lines at the end of season four when she's introduced and then she kind of comes in more in season five. But, uh, it was really cool. We had already talked to Justin before. Um, but it was very cool to get to talk to him again and then to be able to talk to Clifford, who's been, you know, I mean, he's Bakugo, so he's been there from the beginning. And then to be able to see that perspective uh, from Aneris coming onto the show. It was a really great uh, interview. This one, we I believe we released the audio for this in the podcast feed, but there's also video of us interviewing them, too. Um, so you can, uh, watch us talk to the voice actors if you want, or you can listen to us talk to them. Uh, either way, it was super cool. And, uh, we did a lot of fun, my hero academia prep work before we got into it. So it, it was a really good time and God, I love that show. Yeah, man. Uh, I talked to somebody recently who was talking about my hero academia and how they didn't think that it was a good show. And, um, I spent about 45 minutes berating them about why it is a good show. Um, and by the end of it, they, I had found out that one of the reasons that they didn't like the show was just because they feel uncomfortable with the age of the people and how much uh, fan service there is in my hero. Um, and I can, uh, I can, I can understand that. Um, I, that's okay. Yeah. And I think but there's not even that much. Yeah. <laughs> You, as somebody who like, like where he's coming from, he was like, I haven't watched a ton of anime. Basically he's watched like Death Note and two other things. And I was like, (laughs) well, you have watched Death Note and Death Note is very light in fan service. uh, If there is any at all. Um, So yeah, there's that one girl, the blonde girl with the, the sort of maid's dress. There's a little bit of that with her. And I mean, she's like 15, so yeah so but she's um, drawn to look older than the my hero kids yeah you know it's it's a rel- it's a always a relevant criticism that we face periodically at, since we've decided to cover anime which is that yeah they objectify people in a way that is a little uncomfortable and i wish they wouldn't do it but i would argue that my hero academia does it so little that you can sort of like it's so easy to get by because it's such a minor part of the series and when they start getting into what's actually happening they just put it away and they just ignore it and it's yeah. so nice um and uh also yeah god it's just objectively well written like not everything is for everyone some people aren't gonna like it because they don't like superheroes or because they feel like it's too sincere or too sappy or whatever but like it is really well written 
Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, we did also a coverage of Megalobox and Megalobox 2. Um, that was from, uh, from and with Jeremy from the, Ge- the Geekly Grind. Um, if you are ever interested. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if you're ever interested in checking them out, uh, we talk about them basically every episode at the very end. Um, but go to thegeeklygrind.com. There's a whole bunch of cool geeky shit there and you should check it out. Um, and that's Megalo- a lot of good podcasts too. Yeah. So, uh, Megalobox and Megalobox two are all both about, uh, in the future, instead of using technology, uh, for the good, instead, they were just like, let's make it to where we can beat each other up more with it inside of a boxing arena. And that sounds exactly American enough for everybody in America that watches the show to be like, I fucking want this. Um, also, yeah, the show. I get is, it. I see this as a reality. Yeah. Also, this show is very well done. Both the first season and arguably the second season is much better than the first season, just because it it delves into some really, really intense things uh, that you would have to, um, you know, go deeper into in order to watch. You should definitely watch both. Um, but the it's a good one. I, I would argue that this is actually a really good series. Uh, not, you know, again, not everything is for everybody, but I would argue that this might be a good one for the list of shows to show to people who aren't into anime, because this is a very adult story. It's told in a very sort of measured way that doesn't have a lot of the sort of like overblown stuff that you see in a lot of anime, like the, that sort of hyper stylized bigness that you get in a lot of anime, even in more serious anime. Like this, this show could have been a live action show and it would have felt about the same. And it's very high quality. Yeah. Um, and uh, what else did we do this year? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, real quick, <laughs> we had to cover Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F uh, with Mitsugi from Anime Addicts Anonymous. And uh, Blake, yeah, tell us it, about this. Uh, you know, once upon a time, <laughs> there were members of Frieza's organization that did not feel super comfortable with the fact that Frieza was dead and they were like, let's fix it. And so they brought him back to life. And then Frieza was like, I'm mad that I was killed by these people. And now I'm stronger because of having been brought back to life and because of plot relevance. And so I'm going to go to earth and kill all of them. (laughs) And get my revenge and so he shows up on earth and everybody's like ah frieza's back uh we're way fucking stronger than you anticipated and we're just gonna sort of like toy with you for a while and just beat the shit out of you and just like no tension at all we're just gonna beat the fucking crap out of you and they do and then frieza's like well if you're gonna kill me i'm gonna blow up your planet and they're like oh oops we were playing too fast and loose with this murder man and then they i think there's a little bit of a turn back time share shows up she's like and then they do and then they're like well i guess we have to go a little harder on him so he doesn't blow up the planet and then they do and uh it was not a very good movie (laughs) yeah it was not it was not very good i was so disappointed because i had watched the dragon ball super brawly movie in theaters when it came out i think in 19 and i was like oh this was kind of good like it's totally dragon ball z and it's totally just like silly 
action sequences and excuses to get to those action sequences but the action sequences were good and the voice actor for goku is like a nostalgic and it was just like really 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 good and then uh i i bought (laughs) this this movie because this dragon ball super movie was good and i was like all right well i'll just go ahead and buy this one instead of renting it to watch it and now i regret it because i don't i don't think it was very good (laughs) All right. Uh, then we <laughs> did a, uh, uh, another cool thing uh, where we did the Robotech Reconstruction board game with Strange Machine Games. Uh, if you want to check that out, there's like a tutorial thing that we have a video along with it on our YouTube page. Um, it is a fun board game that goes over a show that I didn't have a, a ton of uh, experience with beforehand. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. The video is cool, too, because he shows you what the board game looks like, and that really helps you sort of, like, get an idea of how it would feel to play it. So definitely worth checking out. Um, Okay, so last year... Last year was the first year that we had Monday Pods, wasn't it? Yeah, Um, I think so. And so we did two end-of-the-year specials. This year we're combining them into one. And uh, so we're going to talk about our Monday Pods here. So what I'm going to do... I am going to list all of the shows that we watched. And then Spencer and I are going to pick one or two as sort of like our top recommendations for the year. Then we will do the same thing with every series that we read. So you will you will hear the names of all the shows that we watched. And then we will tell you which ones we would recommend you check out. And then same thing with the reading. And then I think uh, I think we move on. So, uh, all right, this year, what did we watch? We watched Beastars, A Certain Magical Index, Zoids Wild, The Promised Neverland, Golden Kamui, The Noblesse OVA, Boogie Pop Phantom, Dr. Stone, Blood of Zeus, Boruto Naruto Next Generations, Wonder Egg Priority, Kimono Jihen, Skate the Infinity, The Rising of the Shield Hero, Pop Team Epic, Transformers War for Cybertron Siege, Agretzko, Anohana the Flower We Saw That Day, The Ancient Magus' Bride, Asobi Asobase, Barakamon, Bungo's Stray Dogs, Space Battleship Tiramisu, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Nichijo, Sket Dance, My Hero Academia Seasons 1 through 4, <laughs> The Way of the House Husband, Death Parade, Baka and Test Summon the Beasts, Serial Experiments Lane, Don't Toy With Me Mess Nagatoro, Shimaneta, A Boring World Where the Concept of Dirty Jokes Doesn't Exist, Kaguya-sama Love is War, Chivalry of a Failed Knight, A Whisker Away, Blood Blockade Battlefront, Kaze no Stigma, Horamiya, Yawamushi Petal, Beelzebub, The Prince of Tennis, Helsing Ultimate, Star Wars Visions, Gundam Seed, Blame, Cautious Hero, The Hero is Overpowered but Overly Cautious, Cowboy Bebop Live Action, and Tenchi Muyo, Tenchi Universe. Yeah. Also, interesting note, this year, about half of the year, we watched different things from each other. Like, we were initially, you would watch something, I would watch something, and then we would watch a third thing that we both watched. And then about halfway through, we all started, we started watching the same things. Um... So some of these I haven't seen. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, and then uh, we read this year um, Kakarillo, Bed and Be- Breakfast for Spirits, Kaiju number eight, um, Ayakoski Triangle, Dr. Stone, Steris- Seraph of the End, Bleach, Can't Fear Your Own World, Transformers, Fly Me to the Moon, The Elusive Samurai, Fairy Tale, Rodenite, um, Guardian of the Witch, uh, School Judgment, Pokemon Adventures, uh, Muyo and Roji's. Bureau of Supernatural Investigation, Dragon Ball Full Color Frieza Arc, Naruto, uh, Chibi, Sasuke, Sharingan Legend, which I didn't read and will never read, Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds, uh, High School Family, uh, Kakoshi Kazuko. Um, (laughs) So, not even close. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Yu, Kemio, Let's Loose, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 1, Phantom Blood, Burn the Witch, um, Bakuman, uh, Phantom Seer, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3, Stardust Crusaders, Death Nut, Special One Shot, One Punch Man, Build King, um, Kuroko's Basketball, uh, Bone Collection, My Hero Academia, Baruto, Naruto Next Generation, The Right Way to Make Jump, and Claymore. Um, so, uh, yeah. let's go ahead and uh, give our breakdown like we did before. Um, give us your, your, your top watch and your top read. Um, I can tell you already what I, I can say my top watch was um, because it's, it, I don't know if it's even close. Um, <laughs> um, I, well, I would say, I would say, first of all, My Hero Academia appears on both the anime and the reading lists as we have already gotten into a minute ago. It is an excellent series worth your time. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm just going to put that as an honorable mention on both of our lists because it's super good. You should check it out, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but my watch that uh, you should definitely watch if you've never seen it is uh, a uh, 52. Shit. Wait. No, we didn't cover that this year, did we? Uh, did did no. we? Are you thinking of a 2020 show? Dude, I am thinking of the 2020 show. Hold on. I've got to go. All right. Well, you have to tank. say it. What were you thinking? Oh, I was thinking about, um, uh, I was thinking about, um, oh God, uh, uh, describe hands, it to me. <laughs> hands off Azuken. Um, and Oh, keep your hands off Azuken. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, is yeah. an excellent show. Uh, definitely worth mentioning here. Yeah. So I'm looking at this. I think I'm going to pick three shows because they're all different from each other. These are the three that stood out to me, um, on this list as ones that I remember the strongest and the most fondly. A lot of these I liked, a lot of these I did not like, Um, but I would point to Death Parade as being a particular surprising delight. That is a sort of thoughtful, emotional, um, tension-filled exploration of what it means to be recently deceased. Shimonetta, A Boring World Where the Concept of Dirty Jokes Doesn't Exist, which is a show that we actually covered in full with our friends at Anime Out of Con- or, uh Yeah, Anime Out of Context, right? Am yeah. I mixing up my struggles here? No. Uh, um, and uh, so the, the full episode where we talk about the show is in their podcast feed, but we mentioned it on our Monday episodes because it is really good. Uh, you know, Spencer and I generally don't respond as well to anime comedy as some anime fans who really like it. This show is not only about anime comedy, but it's a little bit about sexuality and fan service, which is another thing that I often respond negatively to. And it was just delightful. Those first three episodes were so good. I was 
genuinely laughing. I was genuinely enjoying what it was. I was not cringing or rolling my eyes or feeling myself sort of gloss over until it was over with. Uh, this was a great show. Um, so I would say, yeah, Death Parade for the sort of like a little bit of like the drama tension. Um, also really high production quality. Shimonetta for your comedy. And then for your action, I would say Blood Blockade Battlefront stood out to me as being a, a sort of exciting imaginative world. Those first three episodes really grabbed me with what they were doing and made me want to watch more. Yeah. Um, my coverage that I would suggest that you watch uh, would be, probably be uh, in in order. Number three, The Promised Neverland. Um, if you haven't seen this, oh, yeah. uh, apparently they, they kind of jumped the shark with... Uh, more seasons but that's what it is um uh, yeah i've heard that if you don't know the manga that it doesn't bother you too much yeah um the the next one that i would suggest that uh everybody should watch uh number two is wonder egg priority um is it weird fuck yeah um is it uh (laughs) a really like intense dive into something that you're not expecting also yeah um you should pick it up it's it's definitely one that's for people that really really dig anime that's going to be a little bit of a mind bender um it's going to it's going to hit you right in the the square good spot um and then the other one that i would really really suggest um if you haven't picked it up yet and you haven't heard me talk about it uh bungo stray dogs i'm completely caught up now um it is just getting better and better um and the the show is the show is fantastic um, so if you, okay, I'm still yet, reading that one, but I haven't watched yeah. any past the first three. So, um, weekly, um, weekly reading, um, uh, Blake and I are going to probably agree wholeheartedly together that, uh, the one that you should read more than any of the other ones is going to be <laughs> Kaiju number eight. Um, yeah, there if any- there's only one on this list, it's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I would say, I mean, I think, you know, in addition to My Hero Academia, One Punch Man is on this list. That's great. Um, I, I know you didn't enjoy it, but I have continued to read and continued to enjoy Phantom Seer. I know that it is sort of like your estimation was that it's a poor man's Jujutsu Kaisen, but uh, I have not read Jujutsu Kaisen yet, so I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I think there's a lot of good stuff on this list, but Kaiju number eight is is number one with the bullet for sure. Yeah. It really hits you right in the right ways. Um, Oh man. Uh, a a couple of things that I I wanted to, to throw out before we get to our, our rankings. Um, Blake has down your favorite episode title of the year. (laughs) Is that what you want? Yeah. I thought we could do that, but that's a lot. (laughs) I don't know, man. Yeah. Let's, let's put that out there. Can we make this a, a a call to our listeners? Yeah. I want to hear, uh, What's your what's your favorite title and your favorite dumb joke that we made of this year? Um, uh, yeah, were... I love picking a stupid, funny thing for our episode titles, and I think the episode the episode titles make me laugh consistently. And I hope you think that too. And I want to hear which ones you like. Yeah, uh, this year in anime and manga, there's been a, a lot of shit. But the the biggest the biggest news of everything was uh, live action Cowboy Bebop came and went um it, yeah it was i saw something like petition to make live action season two reaches a hundred thousand subscribers like uh signatures and i was like okay good luck yeah yeah like i, I personally would like for there to have a, at least two seasons but i don't think it's gonna happen yeah um so uh, all right so are we doing the the thing yeah so here's the rankings um 
the the big thing is that we have to add in a a couple inside of our rankings um and and we can always adjust our rankings yeah. in addition to that this is where we currently stand okay. uh number one cowboy bebop number two yu yu Hakusho. Duh. number three one punch man number four fully coolie um number five soul eater number six kill a kill number seven hunter x hunter number eight D- uh, naruto shippuden uh number nine dimension w number 10 naruto um number 11 jojo's bizarre adventure part three stardust crusaders jojo's bizarre adventure part one phantom blood is number 12 and jojo's bizarre adventure part two battle tendency is number 13 uh the shows that we need to add into this are we need to add in um uh to full metal alchemist brotherhood bleach is on the list Mob Psycho 100 and bleach is not on this list uh mostly because it is yeah. just uh patreon only um so um, i think we should add it do you think we should add it no Fine. We will add it eventually. You'll see. Uh, Mob Psycho and FMA. Okay. Uh, can we can we look at the list as we have it now before we add anything on there? I I am feeling like I want to put Hunter X Hunter above Kill a Kill. Uh, I, I I'm fine with that. Um. Just because we're about think, to do some other shifts down. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that Hunter x Hunter is not consistent. As you, If you've listened to our episodes, you have heard me talk about at, at length why I think that it sort of shits the bed at the end. Um, and I would also say that I enjoyed Kill a Kill start to finish. But Kill a Kill is kind of like a good candy bar. And Hunter x Hunter is kind of like a good meal where you didn't enjoy every part of it, but it was overall a good meal. Like the good meal is still a little bit more satisfying than the candy bar. Mm. I think that's where I'm feeling today. Okay. So other than that, I'm happy with the list. So uh, I'm going to put, I'm going to make a big statement um, and say that full model Alchemist brotherhood needs to be put as number two. Um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood um, is less good than Cowboy Bebop in my opinion. However, um, it is still one of the most influential animes of all time. Uh, if you're counting Full Metal Alchemist and then Brotherhood as well, um, I would argue that Brotherhood is better than original Full Metal Alchemist. Um, some may argue with me on that, but nobody can argue <laughs> that it's not a fucking fantastic uh, show. It is. It is hands down one of the most important anime that has come out. And as somebody who is a fantasy anime fanatic, it is like number one on my list for that. Um, so that would be going into the number two slot, pushing down everything, but notably pushing Yu Yu Hakusho out of the number two slot and one punch man out of the top three. Correct. Um, uh, it's hard when you look at it like that, but I fully agree with you. I think that Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is excellent. I am just delighted to watch it every time we do. And uh, it, it, you know, you could make a case that it should be this high up in the rankings just because of how important it is. In fact, if I'm remembering correctly, I think early on when we put Fully Coley on this list, 
part of our consideration was that Fully Coley was sort of anime history. Yes. And was something foundational, and that helped to bump it up. I think Full Metal Alchemist, Brotherhood, the original too, uh, but definitely Brotherhood to an even larger extent. I think they really sit heavy in the anime community, in the anime world. They have major, major relevance, and it's just really hard to deny that. And even if the show were not particularly high quality, or even if it weren't hitting for us, just its reputation alone would be an argument for it being at least in the top half of this list. But it is also full-on excellent. It is so good. And I would agree that I think that Cowboy Bebop is a little bit better. And I I would strongly understand that that is subjective. I know we have one or two people in our discord that didn't, they did not vibe with cowboy bebop, uh, which is, it makes me unhappy to hear that every time, just because I love that show so much. And I want people to be able to experience the like emotional connection with the show. Like I have, but I get it. Not everything is for everybody. Um, but that said, I think there's an argument for some people to put Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood above Cowboy Bebop. I don't think we are those people, but I do think that this is a pretty neck and neck one and two here. Mm. All right. All right. Uh, now we have this to one's going to be harder. Mob Psycho 100. <laughs> um, I know where Mob Psycho goes. Um, so it is a little bit easier for me to rank it. Um, just well, you've because- also seen all of season one right yeah. and maybe more i've seen all of season one and season two now um okay so i would rank mob psycho probably it's gonna end up being higher next year i think when we get all the way through with it but what we've watched uh-huh. so far i would argue that it should be between hunter x hunter and kill a kill so as the new eight spot oh okay I was actually thinking of putting it higher. I mean, I would... This is my biggest thing. Is it more important to this point than Hunter x Hunter or Soul Eater? Um, I would would argue that up to this point, probably not. Uh, By the time we get to the end of it, I probably am going to put it as like number four. (laughs) Yeah, see, I, I was actually feeling tempted to put it at in the number five slot to be below one punch man and push fully coolly down. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm fine with that, but I'm saying like where we are with it right now, it is, if you would just take in just, uh, you know, exactly what we have so far, I, I think I would rank it lower just because of where it is. Okay. I think I'm going to acquiesce to you. I feel like, I, I feel like maybe I'm being a little too wild <laughs> with putting it there. <laughs> So, uh, so you're saying, uh, I just, I just updated it. I don't know if it's updating on your end. Uh, so you're saying Hunter X Hunter at number seven, Mob Psycho at 100, <laughs> Mob Psycho 100 at eight, and then Kill La Kill being pushed down to nine. Yeah. All right. I think that works for me. Well, I'm, and of course, as is tradition, since we covered the show this year, we will be revisiting it. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty happy with this list otherwise. Yeah. I, I might. Uh, I think maybe right now I'm feeling very positive feelings toward Naruto shipping in. I would be tempted to push it above kill a kill, but uh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> All right. Okay. So now we have our awards of the year. Um, so the best opening of the year, um, I would argue that, uh, that man, I, I, I don't think you could get any fucking better than the first opening of full metal alchemist brotherhood. 
Um, it oh, is, that's my pick. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, y- I think it's. I, I think it's called "You." Um, and it is uh, a song that I listen to outside of my anime viewing. Um, which is how good it is. It is. Yeah. It is so it's fucking addicted to listen. Addicted to listen to, or addicting to listen. Yeah, to it's Jesus. super good. Uh, well, you know, you got there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, then, uh, the, uh, the best animation of the year, uh, oh man. Um, that's a good one. The fight, uh, inside of, oh man, I would probably put, I, I got three for this year. Um, <laughs> yeah. So in, in the number three slot, I would probably say, um, the inside of, um, the, the inside of gluttony fight. Um, with okay. uh, Ling and Ed fighting against um, oh Ling from Shing yeah 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 you know the one <laughs> um, then I would probably put number two is the uh, Fox Shoal fight um, from uh, Shippuden because it is it is astoundingly good um, when he's uh-huh. fighting against Orochimaru um, the only thing that I think it suffers from is a little bit of old animation 3D-ness um, that was put on top of it a little bit. I, I don't think you really needed it, but uh, it is what it is. Um, and then the best fight of the year um, is like a three-way tie all in Mob Psycho 100. Um, man, <laughs> dude, that fucking fight, uh, that the, the fight he has with Dimple is great. Then the fight that he fucking has with uh, his, his rival from uh, the, the Salt Academy or whatever uh is, yeah is so fucking With good the hair but the most recent one where he goes into like question mark question mark question mark to save his brother um that fight uh-huh. is that fight goes on people's like top 10 fights of all time animated list that, that yeah with the psychic fist guy oh my fucking god that fight is dope as shit yeah i would say and again i mean i guess we do have so we're talking about best animation. Best fight is next, so we may be revisiting this conversation. But I would say, uh, you know, I I agree. The fights that you picked out are, are really high quality moments. I would note. Uh, I mean, we've got Mob Psycho, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. These always look good. Yu Yu Hakusho is an older show, and it looks gorgeous for what for what it is. Uh, it it holds up in a way that is really impressive. Um, and I know we comment on the animation in that a lot. Uh, I would say honorable mention for me is Kill La Kill writ large. Uh, not necessarily any specific part of Kill La Kill, but just it it does a good job of taking stylized animation and high quality animation and just infusing it into the whole show. Um, so I, I would it, I would be remiss if we didn't mention Kill La Kill in discussions of animation but ultimately i agree with you the most recent fight in mob psycho 100 was a visual smorgasbord and it it's really hard to to justify any other choice i think that's got to be it and i think we've now agreed on our first two uh our first two awards so uh let's see best fight are you sticking with mob psycho oh yeah man it's it's uh the I would say that the mob psycho. Okay, okay. I'll 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 do this. I'll give it this additional caveat. You know what else we watched this year and did a full fucking recap on was all of My Hero Academia. 
Um, oh and, yeah, uh, I guess that's technically allowed. <laughs> yeah, and because of that, uh, I would say that the the best fight of the year and the most important fight that has happened in recent anime memory. Um, close your ears if you don't know about this. Is the yeah? The, if you haven't watched season three or later of My Hero Academia, skip ahead thirty seconds. Yeah, um, it is going to be, and I I can't imagine that Blake will argue with me on this, but um, um, uh, all for one versus uh, All Might. Um, holy shit, that fight! Um, the United States of Smash. Uh, just fucking unbelievable. That fight sequence is just. Okay. You son of a bitch. Uh, (laughs) I honestly wasn't really thinking about My Hero Academia because we watched all four seasons and that was a sort of unique thing that we did in relation to having this interview coming up. (laughs) So I hadn't really been thinking about it. You know, uh, okay, so... Let me just say, there are lots of good fights here. I bet I could find something in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood that really hit for me. Yeah. Um, Yu Yu Hakusho had some good fights. Um, and I mean, you know, I have a lot of nostalgic love for Naruto Shippuden and Bleach, both of which I think had sincerely good fights in them. But it is really hard to beat that Mob Psycho fight until you mention exactly what you did. I'm not going to say it again because we already told people to skip ahead if they didn't want spoilers, but I, I would agree with you. You know, in, in my... I would say if we're if we're taking My Hero Academia off the table because it was such an atypical thing, sort of like how I mentioned Zack Snyder's Justice League, even though it wasn't an anime and it doesn't really count for coverage, but we did technically talk about it. But like, I would say My Hero Academia, you could argue that we shouldn't be including it in the way that we are because it wasn't part of our Friday coverage, even though we covered more than we would on our, our Monday coverage, blah, blah, blah. But that fight... You know, when when I think about myself as a fan of anime and somebody that's watched anime for a lot of a long time, there are there are these seminal moments that stand out in my mind of times when anime really fucking hit for me and really connected with me. And there are things like when we talked about Cowboy Bebop, um, the the episode where Faye finds out about her past brought me to tears and it hit me so hard and it is a moment that i think about and when i think about that show it's one of the first moments that comes to mind sometimes it just comes to mind when i'm sort of sitting and idling and i would say that one of the best experiences that i've had watching an anime is watching that fight from my hero academia because i had not read that I did not know it was going to happen, and I did not know what was going to happen. And I was literally on the edge of my seat. I like literally, that's not, I'm not using literally as an emphasis. I was literally, I moved myself to the edge of the seat because I was so tense. I was covering my mouth with my hands. I was glued to the screen, and I could not stop watching until I found out what happened. And I was so tense because I thought things were going to shake out differently than the way that they did. And I was happy that they did not shake out that way because of some character things that I I was happy to see continue. But also, it was yet another example of, you know, I thought a major character was going to die in that moment, and they didn't. And I think that a lot of people would feel like pulling back from killing that character in that moment is a bit cowardly. It, It is... 
it is giving the plot armor to somebody that you like because they are your character rather than killing them off in an, in a moment when they would realistically not make it a la George R. R. Martin. But I think that it serves as yet another example of why the writing is so good because he didn't do what you expected and he still made it matter and matter deeply and become important and intrinsic to the plot in a way that everything that has happened since is a reaction to that and it is so amazing and it it stands out as uh, like honestly my hero academia is my favorite anime uh and i think cowboy bebop is better uh, like if we're talking about a quality standpoint if we're talking about a storytelling standpoint i'm probably going to argue that cowboy bebop is better but my hero academia is my favorite yeah. because not only can i sit down and watch it at any time in a way that cowboy bebop can be a little bit too emotionally heavy for sometimes but like it is also exceedingly well done exceedingly well made exceedingly well written yeah it is so good and this moment is maybe the pinnacle of it so far in the first four seasons mm-hmm. and i it, it stands as one of my fondest memories and it is about watching anime yeah uh so yeah you you've convinced me <laughs> yeah um i would say the next one that we have is funniest moment of the year um i would put down uh it's definitely going to be from mob psycho 100 um and the funniest moment that we have seen so far because the funniest moment that happens in the anime has not happened yet it happens in season two um but we'll, <laughs> we'll get to it when we get to it but um holy shit it makes me laugh every fucking time um when uh it's it's like the first episode when he's dealing with like the biker gang inside of uh they're like a ghost biker gang that's inside of a tunnel oh yeah in the tunnel oh my god it makes me laugh every fucking time um just because it is just so silly um and there's probably like 40 other moments that are hilarious from this show um i i'm also thinking about that fucking moment where you have um uh he he massages the demons out of somebody um that one is really fantastic uh there's also that hilarious moment where mob is just uh making his opponent more and more naked um through the fight uh it's just Uh that show is is comedic gold i'm uh i'm gonna say uh mako from kill la kill Mm. uh consistently charming consistently funny um lots lots of great moments um i think especially like when she when she like gets involved in the fight that's real good oh yeah and uh uh when she's um like being a tourist during the like oh, my fucking God. and she just gets all that like she she gets additional money and then just becomes like uh-huh. oh man that's a fucking great episode she's she's amazing she's She's funny all the time. Yeah. Uh, maybe the maybe the school fight is probably going to be my pick, I think, for her. Mob Psycho is great, too, but I, I got to throw it up to Kill a Kill here. All right. Um, the most anime moment of the year, um, it actually is going to um, come from our weekly jump watching. Um, and oh. uh, I, yeah, man. Um, and I would say that uh, it's going to be a whisker away for me. Um, because, oh, uh, which I didn't see nothing is more anime than following a, uh, turning into a cat and going into a cat world. Um, there is nothing <laughs> more anime to me. 
Um, it is uh, ridiculous, but that's what it is. What what happened for you? Uh, I'm gonna say the stomach fight. The fact that <laughs> the fact that they get pulled into a character's stomach that turns out to be a portal to another dimension, and in that portal to another dimension, they are so mad at each other that they must fight. Uh, that is just insanely anime. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, favorite content creators of the year. Um, I would, I, I've talked about him before, um, but I don't think I talked about him last year. Um, this is a content creator that I followed, but he hasn't put anything out, uh, really recently. Um, but, uh, non content or not anime, um, but content creators still the same is ice cream sandwiches. Or, or I think it might just be Ice Cream Sandwich. He's on YouTube. He is he is himself an animator. Um, he's also very funny. Yeah, he animates. I think he was he was mentioned in one of Super Eye Patch Wolf's favorite things, wasn't he? Yeah, he's he's great. Um, he puts out such such fun stuff to watch. Um, he put out a a like ten minute long ranking of different kinds of doors in like an S to an F tier list. Um, it's just <laughs> ridiculous, but also something that I could watch infinitely. Um, and then the favorite content creator of the year that I think that has, uh, dipped their toe inside of the anime universe and needs to be reckoned with, um, is that, uh, big, big daddy Disney has stepped in. Um, we haven't talked about this other oh, than a brief yeah. mention, but they put out Star Wars Visions this year, which is a big fucking deal. Um, not only has anime moved mainstream, but it has moved mainstream enough that a massive billion-dollar conglomerate company has stepped in and put their like fla- one of their flagship things inside of the hands of anime creators in order to put out Star Wars Visions. Um, it is incredibly yeah. important that that happened this year. Um, it, it could be the way that you get some uh, like really, really big name anime studios coming to America and putting out super high quality stuff because some of those Star Wars Visions animes um, that the, the shorts that they put out um, are so good that I could watch a series of it. I'm looking at you, the ninth Jedi. Um, uh, uh, and this is a petition to our overlords at Disney, uh, wherever you are. Um, if you could make a series of that, I would watch it forever. Um, Blake, what, what would you say your favorite creators are this year? Um, yeah, I've got one that really, really stands out to me. Um, it's a YouTube guy named Spragles. Uh, he does Pokemon Unite content. Uh, Pokemon Unite is a new thing from this year. The Pokemon MOBA, as you know, I'm a huge Pokemon fan. I had never played a MOBA before, and I really like it. Um, I think that the game in general is very good, and uh, I I really haven't watched any other content creators on Pokemon Unite, in no small part because I feel like I get everything I need from Spragles. He is a top-tier player. He has excellent suggestions for you. Like I, When I was playing and I hadn't looked at any content creators and I was just figuring out the game by playing it like to me dreadnought didn't make any sense i was like okay i don't get it like you get dreadnought it says it gives you experience and i guess that's important but like i wasn't feeling it and i didn't understand like i didn't understand the sort of intricacies of the game that made that valuable in ways that once i started watching his content like it became really apparent um and like watching him took me from a novice player to a good player and um 
he's also really funny he's really charming he just has this like good screen presence he has a very like fun upbeat energy while also being like really chill and laid back about the game like he's not the kind of person i mean it's a game that has a lot of tension in it and he doesn't get like wrapped up in that tension he's not sitting there grinding his teeth or groaning over things like when something happens that's frustrating he laughs about it and and so it's like not only can you watch it and enjoy his content but his content isn't all about him winning he's like a, he's not afraid to show you when things don't go his way and he's just fun to watch. Um, I I don't know that I've adopted a lot of new content creators this year. Um, and some of that is Spragle's fault because he puts out so much content that I'm like, I always want to watch what he's doing because he's fun to watch. And it's a game that I care about. And uh, the game is fun to watch, but he is fun to watch while playing it or discussing it. And um, he puts out so much content that I'm like, well, uh, if I've got to pick something in a void, I'm going to pick him so that I can try and keep up. Uh, I just I think he's delightful. I know a couple other people in our discord are watching him and are sort of interested in Pokemon Unite. If you're interested in Pokemon Unite, you got to check him out. If you're playing it or if you haven't started playing it yet, um, I think he'll give you a good idea of like how to be better at the game. But he's also just really goddamn fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so our next one is going to be, uh, anime that we are, um, uh, we're most excited to watch. Um, I, yeah. I would say the, the further we get down the rabbit hole of, uh, of watching full metal alchemist brotherhood again, uh, the more excited I am to watch it every single week that we cover it. Um, yep. But, I agree. <laughs> uh, but I would say if I'm if I'm taking a look at something that's going to be coming out this this year that I'm the most excited about watching, um, that's not something that we're currently covering. Um, it's going to be, I believe, the end of the animated version of uh, Attack on Titan. Um, I I am very interested. Or I that it already ended. Uh, I'm, I'm out of the loop. Maybe um, I am not caught up. Um, I have watched. Um, I, I basically put it down when I found out that there was like, um, you know, more to go with it, but it wasn't going to be finished until the specific time. And it's one of those animes that I'm like, uh, I want to, I want to get to the end of it. Um, I don't want to yeah. pick it up and then watch it week to week. Um, I'm not a huge fan of doing that anyways. Um, so, uh, I think that it's, it's one that I I'm looking forward to, to getting to the, the bottom of it. Um, so Okay. What about you? Uh, yeah, I would say I strongly agree with you on the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood thing. Uh, there's a new Digimon series called Ghost Game that uh, looks real good. It's got some real good monster designs. Um, I know the small Digimon community that I'm a part of on Reddit has had pretty favorable reviews for it so far. So I'm interested in checking that out. Um, I am shocked, Spencer, shocked that you didn't mention the other two that came to mind with this question, which uh, are, and you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this doesn't come out this coming year, but I believe it does. A, a, a funny little number called Chainsaw Man uh, is coming soon to screens near you. Uh, that is very exciting. And then uh, finally, Bleach, the, uh, the final arc of Bleach is getting animated, I believe, in October of this year. Look, and, look, uh, look, Blake, I'm throwing it out there that... <laughs> 
the reason that I didn't mention Chainsaw Man number one is because um, I did not know it was coming out in 2022. Um, and I believe so. The no, reason I'm going to do a quick goog. The reason I didn't mention Bleach was because uh, I will you believe fool. it when I fucking see it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they have an announced date, dude. They have a trailer, dude. I'll believe it when I fucking see it. Wow. Your pessimism. Look, Ugh. look, T- uh, Titty has ruined me in the past with believing that, you know, that he is not going to take his sweet ass time on stuff. Um, and he has been on the record as saying that he wants to take his sweet ass time with stuff. So I will believe it when I fucking see it. Uh, well, I think that, uh, you're correct about, uh, about our good old friend Titty, but, um, you know, I don't know that I don't know that he's really involved in the creation of this since he already, you know, did the source material. I think this is more that the manga studio or the anime studio. Uh, but you know, they they have announced it's October. I think it's like twenty October twenty second or something like that of this year. That's coming out. And uh, according to this article on EpicStream.com, so enjoy your grain of salt. Uh, there is no concrete release date and time yet for uh, Chainsaw Man, but it has a confirmed release window happening early in the 2022 summer anime season yeah i am pumped for that so they haven't given us a date but that's that's their window and this is as of two days ago yeah okay um, so favorite anime of the year um i would say and i would say this is the ones that we've covered unless you really just got to pull from outside of it yeah um favorite anime of the year i would still uh drop down on there that um i love full metal alchemist brotherhood i think that it is the best anime that we've watched this year um but uh i i would say that uh the other one that deserves like a a a big honorable mention um that we we haven't we haven't mentioned as much uh this year but you should man i i really i really want more people to uh watch the Gundam series um and um, Gundam Seed we didn't talk about as much but um I started Gundam I, I found this Gundam build thing uh where it's like if you want to watch Gundam all the way back to the oldest up to the newest Gundam in the chronicle uh, chronological order inside of the universe of it um and I'm like I really want to get further into it um and I think the biggest reason why is that Gundam Seed really kind of sparked something in me that I didn't know was there, which was the mm. like nostalgic love that I had from Gundam Wing and uh, G Gundam that I wanted to watch again after doing that. Um, and I I think that it is a series that really deserves more coverage um, than we've done so far. The you know, big mech universe stuff. Um because yeah i mean i would love to i would love to cover some of those yeah and i mean like at the same time as well like we haven't talked about evangelion on the show but uh, as much we haven't covered it at all but it's really yeah. important and new ava content has been coming out and i have not That's caught true. up on it um and i am like really really interested to watch it all again from point a to point b where they're telling me to go inside of the actual chronological universe um, my, my wife and I did, uh, geez, I think it, I think it was like a year ago now we did, uh, 
maybe it was a year ago. It was like it was during quarantine. Um, we did what what's called the uh, Marvel Run. Um, if you've never done it before, it is a slog at some points, but at other points, it's just uh, a fucking joy. Which is you watch uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe in chronological order yeah. um, instead of the universe chronological order, not when their actual release dates were. Um, and it was a fucking joy oh. um, and a super fun time. And if you want to do what's called uh, the Marvel Run Plus, uh, that one is way more of a slog because it also includes all of the Netflix series and all of the Disney Plus <laughs> series. Um, and that's a lot of extra content. And it also includes the fucking Marvel's agents of shield series. Um, it's a lot of content. Oh, um, that is a lot of content. Yeah. And you also have to watch, uh, one of arguably the worst ABC shows of all time, which is, uh, that inhuman show that came out. And I watched like three episodes of that shit and I cannot get through it. I love the Inhumans. I've heard <laughs> I've heard that it is legendarily bad. It is. I cannot wait to watch it at is least the first episode. Fucking awful. It is uh <laughs> it is Beetleborg's level of terrible. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm gonna love it. Oh, Beetleborgs. Yes. Okay. Into my veins, Beetleborgs. Yeah. Okay. For your anime of the year, what do you got? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna be a broken record here. Uh, my Hero Academia is my favorite anime. It, it 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 has become that. It has solidified itself as that this year. Uh, so it's hard not to say that. If we are considering My Hero Academia ineligible because of its weird status on this list, I'm going Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It is the gift that keeps on giving. It's so good. Uh, like like you said earlier. Every time we return to it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see what happens next. Because we are almost at the point where I stopped watching it the first time when we started this podcast. And I was like, we'll get around to it. And so I sincerely don't know what happens next because I don't remember because it's been too long. And we're like five episodes away from where I literally haven't seen anything. And I can't wait. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so uh, with all that being said, thank you for another fantastic year um it's it's been and, it's been fun and weird yeah it's been a good year not as smooth sailing for us podcasting as we would probably like but still a good year of podcasting uh and i i hope you feel the same and i'm looking forward to doing some more of it this year yeah that's a great way to stay in shape <laughs> hey yo there it is all right see y'all uh later i guess next Soon. week shit <laughs> <laughs> Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Get Jumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, 
Thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of the Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on Comic Book Keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geeksploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind.